Welcome to 69 Adnudes, for release on May 13th. This is the third episode. The old apocalypse music is back. So if you've been with us before, since 2008 as we produce podcasts, you know what time it is. That's right, friends. Time for bad news. As we are always subject to the whims of circumstance, I must make mention of the current strike by the Writers Guild of America. Production is shut down on many different sorts of productions, ranging from television to stage to even certain areas of podcasts. Mike Masnick at the Tech Dirt blog has an interesting take on the artificial intelligence angle of the strike that I can't say that I totally agree with. He feels that the writers are in the wrong as to their concerns over AI and that they need to learn to use the tools rather than work to get them outlawed, especially since those tools provide the potential for increased creative output. Instead of taking a lot of time to break a logline for a show and take weeks to come up with story pitches, reduce that down to minutes, you're good to go. That's the theory. What's the practice? I get where he's coming from, but my main concern comes down to the legal ownership of the output of generative artificial intelligence. With it still being unsettled legally as to who exactly owns the rights to such things, if indeed anybody at all does, this mess is going to continue for a while. So while Mike Masnick will say, sure, do this, problem is, yeah, that was created but no one legally owns it. It's public domain. Now what? We'd have to wait for Congress to settle it, but right now they're not getting their act together. So, if there is an answer, it's not something I can just say, do this and it'll be good. That's not in my wheelhouse. Remember, pay your writers and other creative professionals for what they make. Making art is not commodity gig work like making delivery runs for a food delivery app. This program isn't produced by Union Signatory, so you won't see us do something dramatic like Mayim Bialik as she is walking off the job from hosting Jeopardy in the last week of its production season in solidarity with the striking writers. We'll still be here for some time doing what we can to help you navigate the strange world of strife and disruption and just trying to watch television in rural America. Of course, we have no problems if you feel moved to support us financially via Ko-Fi and or LibraPay. These are alternatives to Patreon that we use. You can find links to them on our website at 69admins.com. Now we pause for a moment for a brief public service announcement, and we'll be right back. We're all part of your community. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
If you're looking to easily access your local evening news via streaming television, you need to be aware that that is not necessarily possible in all circumstances. Stations owned by broadcast giant Nexstar specifically limit the streaming of their news programming now until two hours after it originally airs on broadcast. Other stations may not make it available for streaming at all, depending upon the owning group. If your station is owned by Gray Media Group, also known as Gray Television Stations, there may be an app that you can use such as the one offered by Cleveland 19. But as we've seen using it on Roku and Apple TV, it isn't the most reliable at times. Independent stations like WMFD out in Mansfield, Ohio can be hit or miss as a stream availability. Of course, you can take an independent station like WBNX in the Akron, Ohio area that doesn't have a newscast and it's also not streaming. Now, you're not going to be able to get a streaming device and simply install apps for ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. All four of those apps will only work if you have a subscription to cable or satellite television. So if you're here to cut the cord, that kind of defeats the point. The PBS app will work to a limited extent if you aren't a member of your local station, but to be able to watch a live stream of programming, you'll need to be a member. I support my local PBS station, WQLN in Erie, and you probably should consider supporting your local PBS station too. Other networks out there are only available if you approach them through specific means. You're not necessarily going to find a Big Chuck and Little John channel with a heaping helping of Goulardi, as that's local programming that you would only find in Cleveland, Ohio. To watch things like that, you need to have an antenna on your roof. The Federal Communications Commission has a great online tool called DTV Reception Maps that lets you check to see what television stations you might have a chance of seeing over the air. Even though I live in Ohio and live in the Cleveland television market, the FCC's own map shows that I have no chance of seeing the television stations from Cleveland. It does say I have a far better chance of seeing the television stations from over the state line out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Remember I just said my local PBS station is WQLN in Erie? Be aware of where you are and what you might be able to see as it may not necessarily be immediately obvious to you. If you want a location with a really difficult time picking up television over the air, Try running the Put-In Bay Town Hall out on South Bass Island through the FCC's tool. Now, Put-In Bay, for those not familiar with their history from the War of 1812, is the area where Commodore Oliver Hazard Perry engaged the British. And where he won. The only major battle against the British on the high seas if you can call Lake Erie the high seas, and he won. Putin Bay is ours. It's not Canada's, it's ours. So it's out in the middle of Lake Erie, it's inhabited, and if you look at the map as to what stations it gets, 
you find really quickly that you can get two out of Toledo, maybe some out of Detroit if you're lucky, maybe some out of Cleveland if you're lucky, and even some of the ones from Cleveland are graded on that map as weak. So good luck getting over-the-air television there. There is less of a variety these days as where you can buy a good television antenna. Once upon a time, you could visit Radio Shack to get such things. Primarily, we have found decent antennas at home improvement stores these days, such as at Lowe's and Home Depot. In a rural area, you have to remember that you'll need an outdoor antenna that is elevated at least 30 feet above ground level and that has appropriate guy wires to keep it secured in place. The rabbit ears of old sitting on top of the big console television simply don't cut it in rural America when digital isn't quite perfect. Good television tuners are out there and we use the HD home run tuners from Silicon Dust that thankfully have apps on Roku and Apple TV to make your local broadcast television look like equal contenders alongside Pluto TV and Tubi. As I said when we started this adventure, this isn't a simple turnkey effort. This takes a little bit of work. When you get it configured the way you want it though, it'll be something you can enjoy. Our pick of the fortnight is another item we found on Tubi. It was a joke made once by Bill Corbett of Rift Tracks that something, pardon me, that sometimes really, really bad films can be shuffled straight to Pluto TV and Tubi as video on demand items. Now, this appears to be one of those items. Bikini Hackers was released in 2023, stars nobody you'd otherwise recognize, and claims to be a comedy. It is rated TV-14. We'll let you judge what this item on Tubi should be rated. So thank you for joining us. This program was produced in Ashtabula by Eerie Looking Productions. Be seeing you. Please hang up and try again.